Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, All right, folks, got lots to discuss, so let's get started. What do you think? Maryland and the District of Columbia have sued. They sued months ago, claiming that President Trump violated the Emoluments Clause. Now, the Emoluments Clause is in the Constitution, and really it wants to prevent public officials, not just presidents, from being beholden to foreign governments. Specifically, it prevents public officials in this country from taking titles or positions in foreign governments or from taking remuneration from foreign governments. And so what the Democrats that run Maryland and D.C. are claiming is because the President of the United States built a hotel in Washington, D.C., a great hotel, by the way, fantastic hotel, and because some foreign diplomats stay there, maybe they have a meal or two there, that the President of the United States is being enriched by this and hence influenced. Now, this is phony. The federal judge involved, the district court judge, was appointed by Obama, I would tell the Chief Justice of the United States. And he gave standing to Maryland and D.C., even though they didn't have any standing. They claim, look, uh, we get tax receipts from this hotel, so therefore we can raise the issue of the Emoluments Clause. That doesn't even make any sense. You get tax receipts, then why would you oppose anybody staying at the hotel? Then we look at New York State, another Democrat stronghold. The state Senate in New York has passed a bill of attainder, as the Wall Street Journal correctly points out. That is a bill that is aimed directly at one citizen, one individual. That is clearly unconstitutional under our federal constitution. That's not how you pass bills. That's what they did in Britain, in the parliament, under the control in many respects by the monarchy. That's not what we do in this country. Apparently, it is, I guess, if you're a Democrat state. And then if the assembly passes it and the governor signs it, what New York State is saying is it will turn over the state tax returns of the President of the United States to Congress. To Congress. You have uh, Democrat states that are conspiring with the Democrats in Washington, D.C. More broadly, you have the Democrat Party at the federal and state levels, working together, hand in glove, to bring down this president, the Democrat Party. 
You look at the House of Representatives. The Democrat Party has basically hijacked the House of Representatives as a tool not to comply with constitutional activities like passing legislation and budgets and spending. No. Six House committees are dedicated to the destruction of Donald Trump. Six of them. Scores and scores of subpoenas filed. Not about the president's official conduct. Not about his conduct as president. But demanding his personal financial information. Demanding to know about his bank accounts. Demanding his tax returns. Demanding information from his accountants. Emails, texts, letters, on and on and on. And same with his businesses, all the returns and financial information and tax accounts of his various businesses. You think this is by coincidence that Maryland and D.C. and New York and these committees are doing what they're doing? We have Democrat attorneys general in these states, again, collaborating, coordinating, colluding, if you will, to try and thwart the president when it comes to immigration. When he tries to address sanctuary cities, when he tries to secure the border, withholding National Guardsmen, and so forth, collaborating, coordinating. They're acting on behalf, ladies and gentlemen, of the Democrat Party, and it's in the Democrat Party's interest to smear this president, to character assassinate this president by hook or by crook in order to defeat him in 2020 if he can't be removed before then, which he can't, given the Republican Senate. They are creating controversies with these subpoenas, these lawsuits. They are creating conflict. They are creating confrontations. And having created these circumstances, they then have the audacity to claim obstruction of justice, obstruction of Congress, and that we're dealing with a dictator. This is diabolical. Diabolical. Collusion, special counsel, contempt, obstruction, impeachment, tax returns, bank accounts, constitutional crisis, self-impeachment, inherent contempt. You've heard it all. They've talked about jailing the Attorney General of the United States. They've talked about jailing the Treasury Secretary of the United States. Now they've talked about jailing the President's son, Donald Trump Jr. They got their criminal investigation. Two years of wasted time. See, the President of the United States here, ladies and gentlemen, he's the victim. He's the victim. He was a victim when he was a candidate. The Obama administration, make no mistake about it, the Obama administration used the FBI, the DOJ, and the intelligence agencies to spy on the president's campaign to create a a fake scenario of Russian collusion, working with the Hillary Clinton campaign They literally paid for, at a campaign dollars, a dossier which was produced with the assistance of Russian apparatchiks, even though it's filled with falsehoods. 
We know that the deputy FBI director, among others, a cabal at the Department of Justice and the senior level of the FBI, sought to oust this president and talked openly about the 25th Amendment of the Constitution. This is shocking. We know that an individual in the Deputy Attorney General staff under Obama, that would be Sally Yates, Bruce Orr, is married to an opposition research analyst at Fusion GPS, which was paid to destroy Donald Trump. Incredible. Donald Trump is the victim. We talk about the deep state. It's not the deep state. These people are the police state. The police state. We're not talking about all the FBI and everyone at the Department of Justice. We don't have to accept the left wing's false characterization of what we're saying. We speak plain English, unlike many of the people who are coming into this country illegally. Plain English. So even Joe Scarborough can understand it. We have a full-scale coup attempt, the evisceration of our constitutional structure, and the very people behind this, now led by Nancy Pelosi, claim that it is they who are defending the Constitution. See how it works? And it's Trump who wants to be impeached. She's a disgrace. The Democrat majority in the House of Representatives is not following its constitutional responsibility. It is the opposition research arm for a Democrat candidate who will eventually be selected to run against Donald Trump. It's pure and simple. Pure and simple. And anyone who gets into the way is going to be smeared, like the Attorney General of the United States. Now let's talk about this subpoena to Donald Trump Jr. coming out of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Senate Intelligence Committee is chaired by Richard Burr. This is a very bizarre man. He is the senator from North Carolina. He's already announced he won't run for re-election. Of course not, because he wouldn't win. The media love him, because he's said to be bipartisan. Now, bipartisan in Washington, D.C. means Republicans who attack Republicans. Republicans who seek to undermine the president. That's Richard Burr. And as I understand it, from a report I just heard, Marco Rubio has no problem with this. If I'm wrong, he or his staff can call into this program and tell Mr. Producer to come on the air. But it took some Republicans to back this, or it wouldn't have happened, because the Republicans control the committee. Now, Don, Donald Trump Jr., who I've never met or spoken to in my life, Donald Trump Jr. has testified for 20 hours on Capitol Hill and nine hours in front of this committee. He's, pre- he's presented boatloads of documents to Congress. He's a private citizen, mind you. He was investigated by the special counsel who would have liked nothing more than to indict him, but he couldn't, and he didn't. We heard on TV and radio over and over again that Don Jr. was going to be indicted. That's what their sources told them. So now, again, they go after the president's children. 
and a Republican, or Republicans are doing this. The establishment. Rather than rally around the president, rally around the Constitution, rally around separation of powers, rather than rally around the rule of law, and speak with one voice against the diabolical antics of the Democrats in Congress, the Democrats who run these various states, and the Democrats who are dressed up as journalists and editors, they undermine the president and his family. Richard Burr, among others, on the Senate Intelligence Committee. I've got a lot more. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound, to help students understand what is noblest and best in yourself and the world. Hillsdale College's liberal arts education and vibrant campus community help students form a foundation for the rest of their lives, a truly life-defining experience. So if you're looking for a college that prizes learning and values intellectual enthusiasm, where everyone shares a strong sense of meaning and purpose, welcome to Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. PJ Media for his beautiful review of my new book. I want to thank my buddy Craig Shirley over at Newsmax for his beautiful review of my new book. Again, I want to thank Joel Pollack over at Breitbart. I'm sure there will be more. I haven't asked anybody to do anything. And they're getting, uh, you know, pre-publication copies. It comes out on May 21st. You can get your copy and pre-order it on Amazon.com right now. I saw, I just looked, it's 40% off. Uh, I told you we're going to have a very strong media presence, and it's really going to start next, not this Friday, next Friday night uh, with a one-hour special on the Hannity program carried into the uh, evening, uh, into the weekend uh, on Jesse Waters. We're going to be doing uh, Fox and Friends, Fox and Friends Sunday. Uh, We're going to do Judge Janine. Uh, in addition, we'll be on the Christian Broadcasting Network, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Uh, I can't even remember them all. Uh, we have some wonderful interviews from various columnists and journalists who are coming to the Levin TV studio. Um, and so uh, I hope you'll get your hands on a copy as soon as you can and pre-order your copy at Amazon.com. Again, it's 40% off. Now, this changes. Sometimes it's 30%, 35%, but right now it's 40% off. And that's a big deal for a book on freedom of the press. I think it is. Well, what these guys have said is the timing couldn't be more perfect. The timing couldn't be more perfect, and I agree. Timing really could not be more perfect. Nancy Pelosi, ladies and gentlemen, 
she needs to become a household phrase, but a household phrase in a very negative way. She needs to be known from sea to shining sea and beyond as a truly detestable human being. What she's done to Bill Barr, what she's done to this president, what she's doing to his family, you are a detestable human being. She's having a grand old time. The media celebrates her the more outrageous and radical she becomes. Her voters in dark blue San Francisco adore what she's doing. She is a Saulette Alinsky. That's right. A Saulette Alinsky. And she uses these fascistic tactics. Fascistic tactics. Or Bolshevik tactics, if you prefer. Either way. Exploiting the the power of the Speaker of the House. Exploiting the constitutional system. Turning it on its head. And then waving around the Constitution. If, if she's defending it. And her victims and her targets are undermining it. Exactly what they would do in the old Soviet Union. They had a constitution too, you know. Then she claims that the president wants to be impeached. He's self-impeaching. Does it look to you, when you look at the president, listen, that he wants to be impeached? So this is another propaganda line put out by a demagogue regurgitated by the media time and time again. So now people talk about it, you see. Trump must want to be impeached. And then, as I was explaining earlier this week and even yesterday, and then she pretends, well, we don't want to impeach. We're just investigating. And then, and then poor analysis by, by talk show hosts and cable hosts that the Democrat Party is divided. They're not divided. They do a beautiful job of the rocket dancing across the stage. They dance one like the other. This is all propaganda. Of course, it is their intention to impeach this president. All these subpoenas, all these arguments, all these committee votes, they are intended to fill in the blanks. That is, the charges are already ready, they just need to now come up with arguments. So what are they doing? They are creating them. They are creating conflict. They are creating confrontation. They are creating pseudo-events in order to claim that the President of the United States is violating the Constitution. More when I return. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arn argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, 
your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. An unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. All right. I've got so much more to say. And among the other things, I will be on Hannity tonight on the Fox News channel. I will be on at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. You can tell I'm uh, truly disgusted with what's taking place. Um, I'm asked often to go on these various shows, and I tend not to. But I was asked about tonight, and I immediately accepted. And so I'll be on at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and I'm going on these programs to defend the Constitution, to defend liberty, to defend the president, and to affirmatively reject what's taking place on the other side and to condemn them and to engage them. That's what I'm going to do. It's very, very important. Now, I think all these people who are being subpoenaed by these various committees, including now the Senate Intelligence Committee, I think all of these individuals should say no. You see, the Congress does not have the power to bring criminal prosecutions. And so they'd be referred to the U.S. Attorney and or the Public Integrity Section of the Criminal Division of the Justice Department, which is all under the authority of the Attorney General of the United States, who they're about to hold in contempt. So the Attorney General should give no measure to the rogue, rogue, fascistic activities of Nancy Pelosi and her rogue, fascistic lieutenants. They claim to be the resistance. Now we need to be the resistance. Resist we much, to quote Al Sharpton. And much we will. That'll be chiseled in some monument somewhere, I'm sure. Certainly not in this country. And so resist we much, and much we will, as far as I'm concerned. And so I would say no, if these individuals are subpoenaed. And you can see how crazy the Democrats are. Crazy. They want to put everybody in jail, whether they appear, whether they don't appear, whatever it is. They want to put everybody in jail who they disagree with. Here's an example. Richard Blumenthal, the senator from Connecticut. There must be a number of great patriots in Connecticut, but they're apparently outnumbered by really stupid people. To elect this sleazeball to the United States Senate, this liar who said he was a combat veteran from Vietnam, never been to Vietnam. Well, maybe as a senator. And of course, he's on CNN today because we all know CNN gives voice to the sleazy, to the rat finks. CNN was, was quite intrigued for a long time with Stormy Daniels and her lawyer, you know, Mr. Felony, whatever his name is. Anderson Cooper even did a 
major interview with the porn star. And how do they know that she's a porn star? Do they watch it? Certainly doesn't look like a star to me from afar. But CNN loved it. Had their porn star, their felonious lawyer, and they went on and on and on with it. MSLSD, same thing. And so in that tradition, in that genre, they bring in Richard Blumenthal. Maybe not a porn star, but more of a political prostitute, I would say. And here's Richard. Cut eight, go. He fails to answer. He ought to be put in jail. But if he fails to comply with a lawful subpoena, he has no privilege. Prison is the only answer. There you go. This is a sick man. But there's a lot of sickos in the United States Congress. And by the way, they're supported by the media. See, the media are intelligent, they're fair-minded, they're objective, and Blumenthal sounds perfectly legitimate to them. But here's this guy, Stephen Cohen, Mr. Fried Chicken Man. Mr. Fried Chicken Man. On CNN. That Bill Barr should be thrown in prison. Cut nine, go. So Chairman Nadler has talked about moving to contempt proceedings if the Attorney General doesn't comply. What does that actually, what would that actually look like? Well, I hope it would be inherent contempt because in inherent contempt we'd go out and take him and bring him in and have him personally brought to the House. If it's a civil You actually want to send out like contempt. The, the sergeant at arms and, and force the Attorney General to come? Yes, because otherwise it's up to the Justice Department. The Justice Department is not going to do anything to uh, take a contempt citation from us and enforce it against the, their, their boss. So, you know, you've got an impossible situation there, and it leaves us no other alternative. All right, shut up, idiot. Go back to KFC. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the ringleader of this mob is Nancy Pelosi. Stretch, as I like to call her, because it's obvious she's had a number of, well, she's well known around the office of plastic surgeons all along the West Coast. I think that's quite obvious. This is one of the reasons her eyes pop out of her face like ping pong balls and one of the reasons she has difficulty blinking. Anyway, Nancy Pelosi is doing a lot of press briefings and going to a lot of press events at the Washington Compost with Robert Costa. Complete loser. That's why uh, PBS decided that they would also hire him. Robert Costa. Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi is very popular right now. I believe she was on the Time magazine cover. and She's on the cover of a lot of things. Her photo should be in the post office, but it's not. And she, here she is at a press briefing today. Nancy Pl- Gee, I wonder what she's going to say. Cut to go. And yes, there is some enthusiasm. But For impeachment. I, go ahead. It's not as... It, you act as... Uh, sometimes people act. I'm not saying you. But sometimes people act as it's impeach or nothing. No, it's not that. It's a path that is producing results... And, and gathering information. So basically, she's confessing that this is an opposition research operation using 
the House of Representatives using committee staff, using tax dollars, using subpoenas to simply investigate the President of the United States for the purpose of investigating the President of the United States. That's not the job of a House. Otherwise, the opposition party in the House will do this every election cycle. Just throw out tons of subpoenas for bank records, for tax returns, for accountants, uh, business activities, union activities, uh, whatever it is, gather it all up and say, you know, we need this to do oversight. And if you don't give us all this information, well, then you're violating the Constitution, you're obstructing Congress, and you must be a dictator. Go ahead. And some of that information is that this administration wants to have a constitutional crisis because they do not respect the oath of office that they take to protect and defend the Constitution. Who is she to lecture anybody about the oath of office? Who is this clown, this constitutional illiterate, this power-hungry Svengali, to lecture anybody about the Constitution? She knows exactly what she is doing, and she knows exactly who she is, and so do we. We know exactly what's taking place here. Go ahead. Constitution of the United States. Three co-equal branches of government. Separation. There are three co-equal branches of government. Separation of powers. But they do different things. Congress is not free to investigate a president just to investigate a president and collect all this private financial information on him, among other things. Otherwise... The president reports to the House of Representatives. If impeachment is viewed that way, and unfortunately by some pseudo-constitutional experts, former defense lawyers, former federal prosecutors, unfortunately they don't get it. That's okay. The fact of the matter is that the House of Representatives is out of control. It is overwrought. And it can demand anything at once, but it doesn't get anything at once. Go ahead. They don't support that, and that's what they're trying to. That is what they understand, because Chad used the right word, power. It's about power for them. Well, Chad stole that from me, because you'll remember, ladies and gentlemen, I've been using this word, and I used it yesterday and said specifically, this is about power when it comes to Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in the House. And this is what they do. They take our words, they incorporate them into their propaganda, and they call things the opposite of what they are. Cut three, go. If this truly is a constitutional crisis, how can that not change your thinking or the calculus regarding Now, now see, this this is what's been going on all week. If this is truly a constitutional crisis, how can that not change your thinking regarding impeachment? The media want impeachment. The media want a spectacle. The media want this president drawn and quartered. The media want this president destroyed. They campaigned against him. They've they've treated him in an abominable way. And they want him destroyed. And so they're pushing for impeachment. The way they were pushing for a special counsel. The way they were pushing the collusion narrative. The way they are covering up, 
covering up the police state tactics of the Obama administration. The way they are covering up the coordination of these state Democratic officials and parties with the House of Representatives. Go ahead. If this truly is a constitutional crisis, how can that not change your thinking? Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to her answer because I went long here right after the break. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. All right, let's take a call, shall we? I think we shall. Tom, Holmes, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. I love your show. It's my favorite thing on TV and the radio. Thank you. And by the way, you're going to love my new book. Uh, I was going to say, you know. Trust me on this. You should put a bumper sticker in with every single book that says, I heart Mark Levin. (laughs) I put it on my car and on my van. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm wondering, why can't we just um, impeach Nadler? Why can't the Republicans say we want to impeach him? Well, they would expel him. They would expel him. And the problem is they don't have the votes and they don't have the guts. Look at the Senate Intelligence Committee. Look what they just did. They're going after Trump's son after all this, after a criminal investigation, oh, after a House investigation, after a Senate Oh, we want to see you again. 20 hours in Congress isn't enough. God knows how many hours in front of the prosecutors isn't enough. Trashing you in the media isn't enough. We want to talk to you again. Who the hell? What the hell is this? It's not about getting him. It's not about getting anybody. It's just about putting it out in the media and just constantly hammering everybody with this negativity. They, they, they probably know they can't get him, but if they can call him in and, and, and say it's... Nah, it's a trick. It's a trick. What happened was Michael Cohen went up there and he lied through his teeth. It's one of the reasons he's in prison today. And then now they want to bring Don Jr. up about this meeting, get his comments, and then make a referral. It's a setup by a Republican chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, the loathsome Richard Burr. A nobody. A know-nothing. All right, my friend, good job. I much appreciate it. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, 
now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 <clears throat> Unfortunately... Unfortunately, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the president has drawn a bad judge, in my view, when it comes to some of these challenges on um, these subpoenas. We'll see. He's drawn a judge who was appointed by Barack Milhouse Obama. And the judge fast-tracks fight over congressional subpoena of Trump financial records. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, But she's definitely a leftist. Maybe she'll come to her senses, one of these decisions, and do the right thing on these uh, subpoena battles. But that's unfortunate. Now, also, I want to continue here so you can hear what's going on today. David Brinkley, excuse me, Douglas Brinkley is supposed to be a historian. But more and more, he's a left-wing quack. And um, more and more, he's a left-wing quack. And he was on CNN today, where left-wing quacks go. And he was interviewed by dumb-as-a-doorknob John Berman. Cut five, go. Are we in a constitutional crisis? We're hovering on a constitutional crisis. I don't know if we're in the middle of one right now, hovering in the sense that people are starting to wonder whether the executive and legislative branches are broken. Um, You know, part of our constitutional mandate is that these branches get along in some way. And right now we're seeing a big power play by the White House to treat Congress as a non-entity, to have an attorney general like Bill Barr come come and act so condescending and arrogant and cold-shouldered um, to the uh, Congressional Judiciary Committee was stunning um, because he really was visually showing contempt for Congress as a uh, institution. Wow. He must be a genius. He must be a genius. Uh, actually, he doesn't sound like a genius in the least, does he to you folks? Are we in a constitutional crisis? Well, we're hovering on a constitutional crisis. I don't know if we're in the middle of one right now. So this is the game plan. I already told you, create the perception of a crisis. Unload a zillion subpoenas. The purpose of which is to demand information that you know will not be provided to you. Create court cases out of it. Involve state Democrat officials. Involve, of course, the Democrat Party media. Overwhelm the administration with subpoenas. Overwhelm the administration with hearings and investigations. Even though we just went through a criminal investigation. Even though the president hasn't done a damn thing. Even though he's the victim of a coup attempt by the Obama administration and the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's of no consequence. So now they declare a constitutional crisis. Now we're in a constitutional... Does it feel like we're in a constitutional crisis, folks? Does it feel like we have a president who's out of control? Not in the least. 
What's out of control is the Democrat Party. You Republicans and conservatives and independents, and so you need to understand what's going on here. The Democrat Party has control of the House of Representatives, and it is using the House of Representatives to try and win the 2020 election. It is using the House of Representatives to try and reverse the election results of 2016. It is using the House of Representatives as Democrats to try and disenfranchise Republicans and independents and some Democrats who voted for Donald Trump. This is a party power play. And then they wrap themselves in the Constitution. They wrap themselves in separation of powers. They wrap themselves in the law. Well, you can't defy the law, meaning them. You have no defense against us. No, 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 no. You get in front of us and you get down on your hands and knees and you'll do what we tell you to do. Really? You know, Thomas Jefferson, and he wasn't alone, Thomas Jefferson spoke about the tyranny of the legislature. You can have tyranny in different forms, ladies and gentlemen. You can have tyranny with an iron-fisted dictator or monarch. You can have tyranny with a judicial oligarchy, unelected courts. And you can have tyranny of the mob as represented right now by the House of Representatives. The tyranny of the many. Our Constitution is set up to try and prevent that. But when you have one branch, one half of one branch of the three branches of government that refuses to play by the rules and then condemns the target of their tyranny of refusing to play by the rules, you can see the situation that confronts us. An attorney general to be held in contempt because he wouldn't break the law, a president of the United States who opened up his books and the files and his staff to hostile prosecutors, has obstructed justice. Innocent individuals who are being dragged in front of these these Soviet-like star chamber tribunals to humiliate them and run up their legal bills. If they don't come before Congress, they should go to jail. People who despise the constitutional order, going on and on about how they represent the rule of law, how they're standing up for the Constitution, but the targets of this vicious campaign somehow are undermining the Constitution. Perfect example, Jerry Nadler on MSNBC, they go back and forth between CNN and MSNBC and CNN and MSNBC all the time leaking to the New York Times and the Washington Post. Cut six, go. But what brought us here is that we have to defend our constitutional form of government. This is a lawless uh, administration. It is uh, denying the American people uh, uh, the information they need by defying all subpoenas. It's the first administration you've ever seen where they say we'll deny all subpoenas from Congress, uh, whether it's on the Mueller investigation or on uh, security clearances or on anything else. Uh, They defy the law. The law very clearly says uh, that upon request by the Ways and Means Committee, uh, the, the IRS... Now, this ter- is a man who's chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Now, he's talking about the Ways and Means Committee and the law there. Now, this, this should confirm for you what goes on when the cameras aren't on, what goes on late at night, what goes on in the dark rooms and the shadows, 
of the House of Representatives. These chairmen and their staff are sitting down together, coming up with this strategy, 25 ways to burden a president, 25 ways to kneecap a president, go after him, his family, go after his private investments, go after his office, go after his prior campaign, just unleash holy hell. This isn't an accident. This is a Democrat Party operation. Just as the dossier was a Democrat Party operation, just as the activities out of Maryland and the D.C. area, and just as the activities in New York and these other states, these are plots, these are coordinated Democrat Party operations, which are turning this country inside out. They will not let this president be president. You should be furious about this. Every president has had a hundred days of a honeymoon, they call it. This president hasn't had one minute of a honeymoon. He hasn't had one minute of relief from this barrage of attacks day in and day out. They're plotting right now, tonight. They're meeting right now, tonight. The various state attorneys general and governors, the various committee chairmen, In the House and probably in the Senate, the ranking members, they're plotting, they're leaking to their friends in the media. Tell me, do you see any difference between the media, what the media is saying, what the media are pushing, and the Democrat Party? Do you see any difference whatsoever? There is none. There are none. Go ahead anybody's taxes they're simply ignoring that so they're ignoring the law uh they're not ignoring the law they're challenging the subpoenas they're going to court mr nadler as chairman of the house judiciary committee is in constitutional illiterate he's a moron he's a dunce just because nadler says you will provide xyz doesn't make it so it doesn't make it constitutional he's being challenged that's the way the system works he doesn't like it he wants the secret grand jury information now he can look at it in a skiff but he doesn't want it that way because he knows the administration can never give it to him the way he wants he wants the classified information he can look at it in a skiff but he won't do that he wants it available so they can leak it So they can leak it. He wants to know about what criminal investigative activities are taking place related to Russia. He can look at him in the skiff, but he doesn't want to look at him in the skiff. He wants to leak it. He talks about the House Financial Services Committee, which is run by Maxine Waters. And there's subpoenas for the president's bank records. Since they just ignore the subpoenas, these are outrageous subpoenas. Just because you issue a subpoena, just because you write the word on a document, subpoena, and sign it, doesn't make it, doesn't make it lawful. Doesn't make it lawful. The Ways and Means Committee wants the president's taxes. The president's challenging that. He says he's defying a subpoena. No, he's not. He's challenging it. On constitutional grounds, separation of powers, 
and Article I authorities, whether Congress has this authority, as well as the right of a private citizen to have his private taxes kept private. He's not defying anything. He's challenging it. He's following the process, is the president. Go ahead. Stonewalling and hoping that they can get away with it. We cannot have a situation where the president... Get away with what? What is it that he's getting away with? They want his tax returns. Well, what is it that he's getting away with in his taxes? How do they know what he's getting away with, according to his taxes? They want his bank records. What is he getting away with? They're his bank records. They don't want to reveal confidential 60 secret information under federal statute. What are they getting away with? They're not getting away with anything. Because you challenge this tub of lard? Somehow you're violating the Constitution? Go ahead. Or a dictator. I mean, the American people understand that no, nobody... Stop not- trying to claim that you speak for the American people. You're a left-wing, radical kook Democrat who is supported by voters who are left-wing, radical kook Democrats. The idea that you and Pelosi and Cummings and Maxine Waters and Elliot Engel and all the rest of them, the, the idea that you represent the whole country is laughable. It's a pathetic joke. It's a pathetic joke. And yet they claim to represent the country and they claim to be defending the Constitution like good little Bolsheviks. Go ahead. Uh, not the president. Nobody may be above the law. And that includes enforce- you. That includes you. You're not above the Constitution. You're not above the law. Just because you're a temporary chairman of a committee in the House of Representatives doesn't give you the authority to do what you're doing. Go ahead. Well, that's probably uh, saved us that that was that. But it's really quite remarkable, isn't it, folks? Now, the President of the United States, on the subpoena of his son, look look how he has to deal with this. Look how he has to deal with this. His son. His son's dragged into this. A reporter at the press conference today, a press event, I should say, today. Cut seven, go. Mr. President, as you saw, the Senate Intelligence Committee has subpoenaed Don Jr. That's the Republican-led Senate Intelligence Committee. What do you make of that? Well, I was very surprised. I saw Richard Burr saying there was no collusion two or three weeks ago. He went outside and somebody asked him, no, there's no collusion. We found no collusion. But I was very surprised to see my son. My son's a very good person, works very hard. The last thing he needs is Washington, D.C., He could rather not ever be involved. Remember, he said to me a long time ago when I was thinking about running, Dad, if I could help, let me know. It's not my expertise. It's not something I really like. But whatever I can do, you're my father, whatever I can do. He's now testified for 20 hours or something, a massive amount of time. The Mueller report came out. That's the Bible. The Mueller report came out and they said he did nothing wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't even know why we had the Mueller investigation. It doesn't matter. Now we have this guy, Ted Lieu. He's a nobody. But he's always on CNN. 
They drag these backbenchers in because they're the most spectacularly stupid propagandists walking on the planet Earth. And so Chris Cuomo thinks it's necessary to have him on. Go ahead, cut 10. Specifically, a couple of uh, discrepancies between what he might have told Congress and what was put forth in the Mueller probe. To wit, one, that he says he didn't tell his father and he told nobody but Kushner and Manafort, who were at the Trump Tower meeting, about it. So now Chris Cuomo knows more about what took place than Mueller and his band of Democrat-doning prosecutors. It's just incredible. This guy's an idiot. He's been wrong from day one. Go ahead. However, another uh, witness, Gates, says he told an entire meeting of staff and other Trump family members. How big a deal? This is a pretty big deal because it could be perjury by Donald Trump Jr. This is why it's so important to get the full unredacted Mueller report as well as all the underlying evidence. Every special counsel and special prosecutor's report before this They've all been presented to Congress unredacted. So Leon Jaworski and Watergate, Congress got the full report. Ten Star, Congress got the full report. So Attorney General Bill Barr is going way out of his way to disregard prior precedent. All right, that's enough. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hard to say intelligent things in one minute, at least for most of us. So let me try this on you. Unfreedom of the press. Mark, you keep talking about unfreedom of the press. Well, you know what? When you read this book, you'll know why I keep talking about it. Here's the thing. If I don't talk about it, nobody else can talk about it. Because it's not released yet. And I wrote it. So I know what's in it. And I know you, my audience, my beloved audience family. That's why I tell you to go to Amazon and grab a copy. Grab a copy. They're first edition copies. They're 40% off. I'm telling you there's going to be reprinting second, third, fourth, fifth editions. You're going to want to get a first edition copy. You go to Amazon.com now, 40% off. If you're thinking about Father's Day, now's the time to act. Before Father's Day, you think ahead. You know, on a lot of things, you can save a lot of money. I'll be right back. Tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. You know, folks, uh, I've met the president on several occasions. I'm going to tell you something. He's nothing like the Democrat Party media portray. He's a very kind person. He's He is completely transparent in what he is saying. He is straightforward. Uh, and he's a very gracious man. He'd give you the shirt off his back. And he's trying to do the best he can for this country. He really is. The same forces that tried to defeat him in the election will not give up. They will not give up. They are a lawless mob. That's exactly what they are. Now, this may surprise you. You've heard almost every Democrat running for president has endorsed the Bernie Sanders plan of Medicare for all. I like to call it the Bolshevik plan. 
But did you know that Medicare for all actually eliminates Medicare for everyone? That's right. Those of you on Medicare, those of you who have been paying into Medicare, Medicare for all is not Medicare, and it doesn't work like Medicare. It has nothing to do with it. So if you're, and that's what the Dems do. That's what the liberals do. That's what rhinos do. They repackage this stuff to try and confuse you. So if you're on Medicare, or Obamacare for that matter, or have employer-based or union health insurance or any other kind of private plan, and you like your plan, forget it. You're going to lose it totally, 100%. Because Medicare for all is Bolshevikism for all. In other words, it eliminates all of it. And you're not allowed to apt out either. You know, even in, even in some of these far-long socialist countries, you can go ahead and find private health care. Not under the Bernie Sanders plan. There's nowhere to go. So the Democrats' so-called Medicare for All plan isn't based on Medicare at all. It's not based on health care at all. Everyone will be thrown into a one-size-fits-all government-run socialist system where bureaucrats decide what treatments you can have, what prescriptions you can have, what technologies you can have. This is right in line with the recent proposals to force arbitrary price controls on prescription drugs, by the way. But Mark, isn't socialist medicine less expensive? Well, it is in Venezuela, I understand, where there is no medicine. In fact, there's no toilet paper, and there's no liberty. Now, of course, it's less expensive if your 75-year-old father is denied a pacemaker or an expensive drug for your premature granddaughter is deemed too expensive. Sure, then it's cheap, but it's deadly. Medicare for all sounds just great, doesn't it? Unless you happen to need medicine, an operation, health care. Unless you're very old, very young, or very sick. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. Let's take a call, shall we? I think we will. Jen, Queens, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. How are you, Jen? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been a That's a good way to be, by the way. <laughs> I've been a lifelong Democrat. Yeah. Uh, my mother and my father, they're both Clinton-Hillary supporters. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just out of line, what they're doing to Trump. And really? I know I know this is shocking to everybody right now, but I think this is just ridiculous. And I I just hope that this is all over. We can just look forward to 2020, but I kind of feel like it's just going to get worse. I'm very rational with this. I'm not saying that I agree with Trump on everything, but He's kind of, you know, getting to me so far. And mm-hmm. I, I hope that this is all over. And that's all I have to say. Well, no, I want to ask you a question. When you look at yeah. this president, you disagree mm-hmm. with him on a number of issues, but you don't have a hate for him. No, no, absolutely not. Okay, but when you look at him and you didn't vote for him, you voted against him. Mm-hmm. You care about the country and you care about the system. Isn't that it? Mark, absolutely, yes. <laughs> and this is what I don't understand. Do people understand that the structure is being destroyed from within the structure. He won the election. Let him serve his four years. If you think he can beat him, then beat him. 
But to go after his family, to unleash criminal investigations, now to pretend that there's some constitutional crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, these people, they just walk in lockstep on the left. It's unbelievable to me. And, Mark, my mother, she's an immigrant from the Dominican Republic. She's a legal immigrant. She's right. been through the whole process. She's waited. She's been online. And she's starting to, you know, sway to the right a little. She's saying, I did this for so long. Why should anybody hop the border and just be granted all these, you know, things? And we, we, all, agree with, we all agree with that. And, I mean, any logical person with brain cells, agrees with that mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to talk about there's a lot of people that apparently don't have brain cells <laughs> we call them liberals it's hate to tell you <laughs> and i really hope that things will get better but i they're not I they're not going to get better unless uh one party is going to have to defeat the other and this is what I, I try to explain to people who talk about we need bipartisanship not right now it's not going to fly the other side has to be defeated again, and they have to be defeated again. Barr needs to get to the bottom of what took place in this uh, in this coup effort by uh, by the top level of the FBI, among others, and the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Obama administration. I'm telling you, we cannot allow this to stand because Republican, Democrat, or otherwise, we must have our constitutional republic. I feel like they try to uphold the Constitution, but... They want to destroy it in any kind of way um, by lying, cheating. Are you sure you're a Democrat who voted for Hillary? Yes, I did. My fiancé is a conservative, and he's for Trump, so... (laughs) Oh, he's having an influence on you. Yes, he is, and I love him so much. We're getting married in October, and he's 100% Trump. (laughs) Is, Is he a Levinite? Why do you think I'm listening to you? Oh, that's good. I like this guy. What's his name? What's his first name? His name is Brandon. Brandon, baby. Keep it up. One person at a time, but you can only marry one woman at a time, you know? And I'm going to tell you something. Conservative women are much beautiful than liberal women. Whoa, you're really making a leap, aren't you? Well, a lot of liberal women look like Bella Abzug. You remember Bella Abzug? No, you don't remember. No, I'm 30 years old. <laughs> okay, Bell Abs. Well, never mind. She's sort of an old AOC. Okay, let me. Show By the way, AOC. what's in the background there? It sounds girl. like uh, sounds girl. like toads or frogs. What do you got going on there? What's in the background there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you don't hear that noise? I do. We live in Whitestone. Queens. Okay. Yeah. You hear that? What is that? <laughs> it's it's not me. I'm not hallucinating, am I? What? No, you're not. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless you. You sound like a lovely lady, and uh, Brandon's very lucky. It is Brandon, right, Mr. Producer? But did you hear it? It sounded like uh, croaking flo- uh, crogs. Uh, yeah, frogs in the back. Don't forget, folks, you know what's happening at 9.30 p.m. tonight? I got a race out of the bunker, the radio bunker and rush to the Ronald Reagan studio where we'll be doing the Hannity show at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. She was lovely. Richard, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC, go. Hey, Mr. Levin, good evening. Good evening. 
Yeah, I want to talk. I've been in the pest control business for over 40 years, and I want to Wait a minute. You're in the pest control business? Yeah, I want to talk about Hold on now. There's a lot of people bothering me. Can I call them pests? Oh, yeah, sure. Especially Nadler and Schilmer. Yeah, yeah. You you need to be in the liberal control business. Let's let's call them what they really are. They're not rats. People want to call them rats. They're not rats. They're mice. Rats have courage. Mice have none. Really? And the reason the reason they are the way they hold are. Hold on now. Hold on now. Have you confronted a lot of rats, real rats? You have no idea. <laughs> In New York, I hear they're like two feet long. You have no idea. I, I can't get into it now. I can write a book about it. Maybe you can you ride know. those damn things. You know how scary that is? You, well, I've been in crawl spaces with them, and yeah, I've had them on my hat. Do my they back. attack? No, you guys are going to be calm and collected. That's all. You know? you know, the problem is in New York, you got you got these two foot long rats all crime here in Virginia. Two foot. You pull out your 38 or your 357. You put an end to the whole damn thing. Uh, it's not that easy. here. All right. You know? Go right ahead. Anyway, let me tell you about this. This this thing with Nadler and Schumer. This when Trump started to, you know, they laughed at him. They thought, ah, this is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then as he started to progress, they all got nervous. And they're not, they don't really hate him because of what he believes or how he's acting. What they really hate him for, and even rhinos, they hate him for, is he exposed them. He exposed how lazy and how overpaid these people are, how they, 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 they're power-hungry, they do what they want for themselves, and they screw the American people left and right. And the reason they really want to go after him is because if he succeeds and gets reelected, their game is over. Mm-hmm. It's not just Democrats. People aren't going to be really rhinos anymore. People are going to have to be, for this country, their district, whatever, not themselves. And this is what has them nervous. So they're, they're throwing everything at the fence, no matter how wacky it sounds. Cause they so he, he is an enormous threat to them and what they've created. That's what you're saying. Oh, enormous, enormous threat. That's the real reason they want him out of there. You know, I agree just, with you. I think that's certainly one of the reasons. I think another reason is the press thinks they can control the outcome of an election. And they did everything they could to stop this man from being elected president of the United States. And so now they're going to do everything they can to try and remove this man. The press is left. The press is democratic. The press is ideologically progressive. The the press is about social activism. Just look at the malcontents and miscreants who are various hosts and anchors who pretend to be journalists on all these channels. Yep. Well, I mean, about, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you hear about the last Colorado shooting where they tried to make it a thing about gun control and some woman in the they audience walked out? She walked. Everybody walked out. So this, this is really making them nervous because now I, I don't think anybody will leave the press anymore. You know, sure. you make a very interesting point. 20 years ago, the percentage of the public that was pro-life versus pro-abortion it was kind of even. Now, more and more Americans are saying no. As technology advances, as we can see the life of these human beings, more and more people are saying no on gun control. More and more people are saying no. That is an interesting point you make. All right, listen. You're a sharp dude. I appreciate your call. Wait a minute. Are you still there, Richard? Yes, I like all you, I like buy your books. I like uh, I'm going to give you a book. Don't hang up. I'm going to make sure when my book comes out, you get a copy of Unfreedom of the Press. All right, my friend? We're both kind of doing the same thing. You're in the extermination business with, with bugs. I'm in the exposure business with leftists. Don't hang up. We want to make sure you get a book. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arn argues the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Ethics. How do you like that, Mr. Producer? And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course. It could change your life. Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics. How to Lead a Good Life. Featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written. At levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, and you can watch them whenever you want, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. If you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. I would jump... You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. We've had some great callers. What happened, Mr. Call Screener? All the, all the Klansmen aren't calling today? Oh, yeah, we do have a little problem with that. Todd, Wilmington, Delaware, listening on WHPT. It's WPHT. Go right ahead. Hey, you know, I want to just run this by you. I'm not so sure. Say they go ahead and impeach him in the House and they vote to convict. I'm not so sure. Now, wait a minute. They vote to impeach. The conviction would happen in the Senate where you have a trial. You know, huh? The trial's in the Senate. Well, okay. I'm not so sure that it'll be voted down there. Well, you need a you need a supermajority. But there's enough never Trumpers among those wimp Republicans. Now, I, I honestly, I I would be very uh, uh, cynical about it too, very cautious. But fact is, the numbers don't work for them. If this is all they've got, they're not going to be able to cobble together. It's not a simple majority; it's a supermajority. What is that? Six to, uh, 66 percent. Four hundred and twelve. Well, uh, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> you don't think it's a possibility that the Senate may go along with it and get rid of them? I, I think one of the things the House is doing, the Democrats, is trying to drive down the president's numbers. I think they want to drive down the president's numbers. What happened to Nixon was when his Popular opinion polls sunk to under 30. He was at 27, 28, something like that. Then the Republicans turned on him. And I think what they're hoping is, with the help of the press and with this, this endless, uh, invest, these endless investigations and claims of, of obstruction and so forth, what, what Nancy Pelosi is telling her troops is keep it up, drive down his ratings, drive him down, drive him down. Uh, until we've reached a point where the president has nothing but a very small base that supports him. That's the strategy that's going on here. Well, I understand that. I was just saying, if it did come about, that the House... Uh, well, I'm telling you, sir, as long as he has approval ratings over 40, as long as the economy's strong, as long as they keep coming up with bogus stuff, I don't think they will. In fact, he's got a lot of strong support in the House still. You saw the vote in the uh, House Judiciary Committee uh, against contempt against Barr. 
Thanks for your call. You can keep repeating yourself, so you're not going to convince a lot of people. Certainly not me. I mean, I appreciate it, but I just don't see it. Brian, Tampa, Florida. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, W-H-T-Y. Hey, yes, sir. Uh, yep. Thank you, Mr. Levine, for taking my call. Right hey, on. What I was wondering, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, what I was wondering is... What would you say? Given the, the, given the track record that I've seen with the House on uh, interviewing people with these subpoenas, everybody seems to be caught in a lie and it ends up, you know, they've lied. Why don't, why don't, or if they don't show up, they're in contempt. Why don't they just show up and plead the fifth on everything, including Because what they don't want that on their record for the rest of time. They don't want to be said to be covering up anything. This is an attempt to smear them, and they don't want to participate in being smeared. Okay. Well, I was just curious. It seems like there's no way out for somebody that gets a subpoena. It's you know, hard, isn't it? going to be held in contempt. Or if you show up, they're going to find something that you lied. You know, if you didn't remember, all of a sudden it's a lie. You know, it just mm-hmm. seems like a, a really uh, a bad situation. Let me ask you a anybody. question based on what the last caller said. How many presidents who've been impeached have been removed by the United States Senate? Uh, none. None. Right. And this one won't be either. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. And this one won't be either. Not going to happen. So this is all about humiliating him. It's all about, you know, trying to defeat him, maybe impeach him. But they're not going to remove him. It is nonetheless a coup effort. Coup effort. The answer is, by the way, two-thirds of the members of the House, of the Senate present. That's what it takes to remove a president on impeachment grounds. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Let's do a little, a little test here. During the break, I've been thinking about this and writing it down. What has Nancy Pelosi done during her career? What has she done for the country? Better yet, what has she done to the country? She's destroyed our health care system. She's eviscerated our military. She's exploded the national debt. She's undermined the integrity of our electoral system. What else has she done, Mr. Producer? Very, very damaging things to this country. She has all but eliminated our border security system, has she not? She's obstructed efforts to secure our borders, I think. I'd be curious to know any other ideas you folks have. Um, she has, uh, what? She's got a long history of condemning law enforcement. Look what she's done to her own city. Look at San Francisco today. Look at San Francisco today. Feces, 
uh, needles, homeless, tents. I mean, it's terrible. So Nancy Pelosi is Speaker of the House. And she wants to drag the rest of the country into her hell. That's the way I see it. And she is, in the end, a menace. But she's also a constitutional illiterate. I keep saying this, and I want to prove it to you further. The Washington Compost yesterday had Nancy Pelosi, old stretch, as a guest, and she mumbled her way through. And I want you to listen to this. Cut 12, go. Is Congress, at this moment in history, actually functioning as a co-equal branch? Now, this is supposed to be reported. I think it's Costa throwing her softballs or grapefruits, if you will. He knows what she'll say to that. Nonetheless, listen to her answer. Go. I think we're a superior branch, uh, <laughs> quite frankly. So, um, so she thinks Congress is a superior branch. They keep saying co-equal branch. Now it's a superior branch. So she can't even get it straight. Congress is a superior branch? Superior to what? To the executive branch? Superior to the courts? She's a power-hungry nut job. Go ahead. We have uh, the power to make the law. No, you don't. You don't make law. You pass bills which do not become law until the president signs them. You don't make laws. You make bills. And if the president signs the bill, it becomes a law. That's what the Constitution requires. So, no, you don't make laws, you moron. Go ahead. president enforces the law. So we have a, a big role. They're closest to the people. You're not we- the closest to the people. You're closest to the people in your congressional district. I have nothing to do with you. You're completely alien to my community and to me in every comprehensible way. It's the President of the United States and the Vice President of the United States who stand for election in the entirety of the country. That's why when my my good buddy, and maybe we'll debate this very, very calmly, and, and I think it would be a lot of fun. My buddy Andy McCarthy had a piece the other day at National Review Online making the case that, of course, you can indict a sitting president. Framers didn't object to that, but of course they did. They didn't know about prosecutors or the Department of Justice or U.S. attorneys. They were never created. They were created later by Congress. You can't have an inferior employee who can take out an elected president of the United States or the commander-in-chief, but I'd be more than happy to discuss that. But that aside, she says they're the closest to the people. They're the closest to the people in their district. It's only the president and the vice president who are elected nationwide, who stand for election nationwide. So she's wrong on two counts. She's wrong on two counts. She says they make laws. No, they don't make laws. They pass bills. They pass bills. And she's not the closest to the people. She's the closest to the people of San Francisco. And by the way, how's that city being run? 
feces and needles and homeless tents and all the rest of it. We should, we should take that approach and apply it to the entirety of the country, don't you think? Go ahead. Big role uh, to play. And the president, uh, getting back to those acting, so many people have left the administration in disgrace or dismay. Uh, and now so they have acting people. And some of those people no, have... No, that's not why they have acting people. They have acting people. I mean, she means appointees. They have acting people. I mean, she's barely coherent. Because your counterpart in the Senate, Schmucky Schumer, has been blocking the appointees. That's why there's so many acting people, actually. Nancy, may I call you Nancy? Nan, Nan, may I call you Nan? How's that big Doug husband of yours, Paul? Is he doing okay? Paul, Mr. Investment Banker and Financier and... I'd love to see 10 years of his and your taxes. Uh, what do you think of that, Nancy? Can we see 10 years? Can we see your bank accounts? Can we subpoena your children so they can appear before committees and we can see if they're colluding with any enemies? Just just to check. Just to make sure everything's working out. You know, oversight. Can we, can we see your tax returns, Nancy, you and dummy Paul, just to make sure that, you know, the IRS is functioning properly? Can we get your bank accounts just to make sure our banking system's functioning properly? Can we, can we do that, Nancy? You jerk. You jerk. Go ahead. Financial, personal aggrandizement on decisions that they make. In this department. is as dumb as it gets. You have a multi-billionaire who puts aside his business, who's not running his business, who's in the White House, gives his salary away. Nancy Pelosi's a multimillionaire. She's not giving her salary away, I notice. Gives his salary away to the government or to charities. Nancy hoards every, every penny she can get. And somehow he's using the presidency to make money. Prove it. Prove it. You've got to have some kind, of, some kind of basis for these allegations. They're not a basis for an investigation. Well, because we think it might be happening. That's not the basis for an investigation. But again, she exposes herself, as ugly as that is. She exposes herself. That's what this is about. Trashing the guy, trying to find stuff on the guy. This is uh, actually we're the uh, superior branch. We're the superior branch. Well, or, is that what the Constitution says? No, I don't think so. Go ahead. They don't want to subject themselves to the scrutiny of being confirmed. It's really a very, very sad situation. Oh, you're such an idiot. Subject themselves to the scrutiny of being confirmed. You mean like Brett Kavanaugh? Who the hell would subject themselves to that other than a guy that's so desperate to be on the Supreme Court? Seriously. Who the hell would subject themselves to this? But that's not what's happening. There's plenty of people who are subjecting themselves to this. But here we are. We're in a constitutional crisis. Constitutional crisis. Now, why do they keep pushing this agenda in the media and in the Democrat Party and on the comedy shows late at night? You know how they get. The pack, the group, group think. It's all in the book. You're going to love it on freedom of the press. Anyway, this group mentality, where does it come from? constitutional crisis because they hear what Nancy Pelosi says and they repeat it or they say it and the Democrats repeat it they're one in the same they're one in the same 
Now we face a constitutional crisis. Why? Because the president won't cough up all of his personal information. So that's a constitutional crisis? The courts will settle this, rightly or wrongly. The courts will settle this. So how is that a constitutional crisis? It isn't. Now, Don Lemon is among the biggest reprobates on television. Absolute Bozo the Clown. So he's thinking, you know, I got to do a big show today. And a big show for him is about 14 uh, viewers. Maybe 15 if you count a a pregnant woman and her child. So uh, Don Lemon's thinking, all right, let let me see. What can I do? Let me bring in Sheila Jackson Lee. Wow, Sheila Jackson. Oh, yeah. Nobody's sharper than Sheila Jackson Lee. And by the way, that's another one who abuses her staff. She's for the little people, don't you know? As long as she's crushing them under her, under her high heel. Now, we have uh, Don Lemon. He says, you know, of all the guests I can have, I'm going to have Sheila Jackson Lee. She's the brightest of the bright bulbs. I mean, seriously. Cut 14, go. You say that the president is trying to take a wrecking ball to the Constitution. Chairman Nadler says that we're in a constitutional crisis, but he also says impeachment may not be the answer. Why not? See, now, why not? Why not? I mean, come on. CNN wants the president impeached. Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, the other conga line of fools and freaks, they want the president impeached. So come on. But I'm a news person and I'm protecting freedom of the press, don't you know? Let's hear what Sheila Jackson Lee has to say. Go. Well, I think what the answer is, is for us to get the truth and for it to be uh, presented to the American people. I'd like to uh, have uh, Director Mueller come to this committee and uh, have his hearing and testimony be presented in prime time uh, for the American people to hear his answers. We, we have no uh, narrative that we want to give other than the truth. Oh, sure. We have no narrative we want to give other than the truth because we're Democrats, we're leftists, and we all know that's all we're about, the truth. Right, Don? Why don't you impeach the guy? Go ahead. And the question of impeachment is one where you have all of your facts, you have all of your witnesses. Uh, Impeachment is never too late. Uh, We're not running away from it, and we're not rushing toward it. So the question is getting the witnesses, hearing the testimony, and presenting the truth to the American people. Yeah, and that's what we count on from the Democrats in Congress, presenting the truth to the American people. Right, ladies and gentlemen? Especially Sheila Jackson Lee. There's nobody better. Now, Al Green, he's back. Al Green. Al Green has wanted to impeach Donald Trump since before, since before when he was a developer. He wanted to impeach Donald Trump. Al Green's another genius, and of course, he's on TV. He's on C-SPAN. Cut 13, go. You have a date with destiny, Mr. President. Your fate is in the hands of 435 members of Congress. You are not above the law. No one is. No, no, that's not true. Obama was. Hillary was. Comey was. You think you are? Go ahead. Impeachment is in the hands of this Congress. That man, Mr. President, is a member of this Congress. 
Mr. Whoa, 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 President. Whoa, whoa. What, what man is a member of this kind? The president's? He's talking about himself. He's talking about himself? Go ahead. I assure you that the long arm of the law is reaching out for you. Now, wait a minute, pal. I just thought you were talking about the House of Representatives. You're not the long arm of the law. You're political hacks. In some cases, political thugs. So what are you talking about? Go ahead. In this country... Ah, will- shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Here. Don't forget, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, I'm on Hannity on Fox, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. That's the way that works. Robert, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go! Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yes, of course. Just one quick request and one comment. Mm. Um, one suggestion is, you know, Barr, he could really use a lot of support. Mm. You know, they had all those prosecutors sign that letter trying to undermine mm. him. Mm. Maybe, like, you and other people who worked in the DOJ could sign a letter. Mark, maybe you could do this. Mark, maybe you could do that. Maybe, Mark, you could do this. No, letters are a joke. Um, the They're a joke. Is- so what we need to do is point out that that letter was a joke, which I did at some length last night. I could gather a thousand names of prosecutors. Do you think the media would give a damn? And why do I have to play their game? Why not just expose them for the jokes that they are? That's a point. And one comment is about uh, Donald Trump Jr. I agree with you. I, rec- I think he shouldn't testify. And I just want to point out that the head of that committee, uh, Burr, he, he didn't seem to be very helpful when Devin Nunes was doing all that work. No, you're right. Threw him under the bus, didn't he? He, he seemed all of a sudden to blindside the Trump family with the subpoena. So mm-hmm. I don't trust him. It seems like a perjury trap. And um, and this is a guy who's announced he's not running for re-election. This is a guy who's always been a lightweight, quite frankly. Nobody can remember anything that he's done. Uh, he's not a profound individual. He's wasted a lot of time in the Senate. And but but you see, he's bipartisan, sir. And Mark, one other thing in terms of Brooklyn, the anti-Semitism you mentioned yesterday in Williamsburg, yes. um, I think that the House has to take a certain amount of responsibility because they refused to condemn Omar. And not only that, she's still on the Foreign Relations Committee. I could not agree more. And anything with Trump, they always try to make a connection, even when there's none. And mm-hmm. here they acted. They didn't, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They have a certain responsibility, mm-hmm. the, and, and they did not act responsibly. And now other people, in, you know, Jewish people throughout the country are suffering, and they don't stand up, and they don't oppose nope. it. And, she has a high tolerance, Nancy Pelosi, for anti-Semitism in her caucus, doesn't she? And Schumer is very disappointing, because I didn't hear much. Schumer's a fraud. Schumer backed the Iran deal behind the scenes while publicly he was opposed to it. We've got to support Barr, because... He's like... With All right, sir. Thank you for your call. I don't mean to be rude. I'm running out of time. How much time do I have, Rich? Let me tell you about Nancy Pelosi. In April 2007, the AP reported U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi met Syrian President Bashar al-Assad for talks criticized by the White House as undermining American efforts to isolate the hardline Arab country. Pelosi and accompanying members of Congress began their day by holding separate talks 
with Foreign Minister Valid al-Molam and Vice President Farouk al-Yabadaba, and then met Assad, who hosted them for lunch after their talks. Pelosi's visit to Syria was the latest challenge to the White House by congressional Democrats, who are taking a more assertive role in influencing policy in the Middle East and the Iraq War. And I wrote about this in On Freedom of the Press. You want to talk about collusion? I give examples of collusion. So this brutal regime in Syria, slaughtering its own people, even back then. Nancy Pelosi met with the genocidal mass murder. And Nancy Pelosi is going to lecture us about collusion and obstruction and the Constitution. No, I don't think so. I'll be right back. Where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. Oh, yeah, baby. Here we are. Whether you've got a five-mile commute or you're road-tripping across the country, you want to feel secure behind the wheel, don't you? That's why you need extended vehicle protection from CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. And you can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's up to you. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. And if your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, it doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. CarShield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims, $2 billion, and they're ready to help you. Save yourself thousands in future car repairs. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did. Call their new toll-free number, 800-CAR-6000, and mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN to save 10%. That's 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN to save 10%. A deductible may apply. We're getting great calls tonight. Let's go to Mike, Gainesville, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, Mark. I I want to know what years the Donald Trump's taxes were audited, what years are still under audit, and what years have been completed. And they should be able to release the information because that will only tell us whether he's telling the truth or not about his taxes. I I don't care what you want. What do you think of that? I know the American people should have no right. Oh, the American, you speak for the American people. Pow, pow. The American people spoke on Election Day. No, And they they said, pay attention, I'm educating you. I know it's hard. The American people spoke on Election Day. Oh, yes, they did. It's called the Constitution. You might want to read it. You don't really believe in it. Well, sir, I want to see Nancy and Paul Pelosi's tax returns. Because, you know, Nancy said they make the law there in the House of Representatives. She's Speaker of the House. So any law that's made must come through her. Any budget that's passed must come through her. I would like to see 10 years of her tax returns. Wouldn't you, sir? Get off the phone, you idiot. Call the wrong program, you creep. Doesn't want to have a discussion. He can barely control his hysteria. I got to have Trump's tax returns. I got to have to. This is their faith, you see. Not God. Getting Trump. 
I, I, got, I need his tax re- I gotta have his bank records. I, I need to have letters from his account. I gotta have them. I gotta, uh, the American people. Notice how they always wrap themselves in the American people. Who is this schlub? I don't even know who he is. And yet he speaks for the American people. Nancy Pelosi, elected from one of the most left-wing cities on the face of the earth, where they have puke all over the place, feces all over the place, drug needles, all the rest of it. I speak for the American people. No, you don't. First of all, you can barely speak, but you don't speak for the American people, you jerk. None of you do. You don't even believe in the Constitution. You know, we got to get rid of the Electoral College. And while we're at it, we got to look at the Emoluments Clause. And while we're at it, how about inherent uh, contempt? And, and we need to jail people. And, and how about that Second Amendment? We Shut up. These people just need to be told now and then to screw off. Like that caller, he didn't want to, I, 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 we need the tax returns. I, I, I want to know if he's telling the truth. Shut up. All right. Let's continue, shall we? Let's see here. Well, I want to thank, oh, there it is. Let's go to Diane, Tucson, Arizona, the great KNST. How are you, Diane? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you me? enjoying the flood of illegal aliens into your community? Oh, let me tell you, it's uh, it's pretty bad, and pretty worried about the situation. But I remember when uh, John McCain said, "Who else is going to pick the lettuce?" Do you have enough uh, lettuce there in Tucson? I'm just curious. Oh, <laughs> there's cotton, but the machines pick that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. my friend, go right ahead. Well, uh, just uh, you were just mentioning Nancy Pelosi. I, 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 I've never really felt so disgusted with with an individual and I she the superiority complex that she has like she's above the fray and I've just you know I've just realized recently how low down and dirty she really is yeah, she um is. it's disgusting I think we I think uh, we should start a hashtag uh, queen of poopville or something like that oh jeez and by the way KSFO country you know I love you you know who I'm talking about those liberals who are destroying your neighborhoods. Anyway, go ahead. The Queen of Dunville or something. That I, 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 the way that she she just um, demeans the office of the president. No, you're right. You're right. In her sly and and and, and witty way, where I just uh, I just. All right, Diane. I share your your concern and frustration. By the way, now it's time apparently to trash John Bolton. The advisors around the president are trying. They're itching for war. What is with these code pink Republicans? What is this? It's just so stupid. Pat Buchanan, others, my buddy Tucker's at it now. So now John Bolton's the enemy. Iran, the reason we moved a fleet and bombers into that area is because Iran has threatened us. Not because John Bolton wants war with Iran. And the other thing is that that is really quite demeaning of the president of the United States to suggest that the president isn't smart enough, strong enough, wise enough to make his own decisions, that he's nothing more than a creature who responds to uh, his advisors. Now, we know that's not true. We know that's not true. John Bolton is a patriot. He has a realistic sense of national security. And it's tough sometimes when you have to call out the enemy. It's tough sometimes when you have to confront the enemy. But better to do it over there than here, and Iran is an enemy. He's not, why is it that 
Bolton is itching for war. How about Iran is itching for war? Doesn't that make more sense? Good Lord. Let's continue, shall we? Pat, Gainesville, Florida, the great WSKY, go. Hello, Mark. Hello. I think it's about time that the uh, Republicans went on offense like the Democrats keep doing. Yeah. They've, they've been after this president since day one. I believe that Bill Barr should indict, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name now. I don't know. Fill in the blank. There's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> uh, Jerry Nadler. Nadler? I like that. His name is Jerry Nadler, but Nadler's yeah. fine by okay. me. He should indict Jerry Nadler for ordering a sitting attorney general to violate federal law by turning over documents that he can't lawfully turn over. Interesting. I don't know that he could get away with that, but I do think the executive branch has a lot of power. And if they're going to be accused of abusing power and so forth and so on, maybe they should use some of that power with some of these members of Congress. You know, uh, they control the IRS, and if they believe, members of Congress, that the president should release his taxes, then I believe every elected official should release 10 years of their taxes. Don't you, sir? I absolutely believe that. I believe every member of Congress should release all their bank account information, don't you? Yes, I do. I I believe every member of Congress should release all communication they've had over the last 10 years with their accountants, don't you? I do. I think whatever they want of the president, we should get from them, just to be, you know, co-equal branches. Well, the Democrats have been on offense because the best defense is an offense. Yep. And it's about time. You see, they're trying to cover up all the stuff that they've done mm-hmm. by keeping everybody looking at Trump, looking at Trump, looking at Trump. It's about time that we stop looking at Trump and we start looking at all the lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of indictments need to be handed down. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. So I said the president is the victim, and my buddy over there, Right Scoop, Brian, he posted the clip from my program, and all the never-Trumpers are coming in. So brave are they. So brave are they. So misguided. So perverse. So narcissistic are they. And they're coming in to attack my audio and my comments about Trump being the victim, you see, because Trump's not the victim. America's the victim because of Trump. These never-Trumpers are like a, uh, an inner thigh rash, quite frankly. Now, I wouldn't know this personally, I've, I've been told. Or more like a hemorrhoid. I, again, I wouldn't know this personally, I've been told. Maybe, maybe like a kidney stone, a really big kidney stone. Now, that I've had, and trust me, that's like giving birth through the wrong canal. And I'd say the never-Trumpers are the kidney stones of politics. Do you like that one, Mr. Producer? I'd say they are. They contribute nothing. They sit on the sidelines, and they shoot their spitballs, and they wind up shooting at each other as they slobber all over their chins. They lecture us. They don't get dirt under their fingernails in this battle. They're just above the fray. In other words, they're irrelevant. But they are a pain, like I said. They're the kidney stones of of American politics. Let's continue. Matt, Nashville, Tennessee, on the Mark Living app. Go. Mark. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a question. These 
Democrats, I have an answer. Do they, okay. <laughs> do these Democrats really think by impeaching Trump that Hillary's going to take over as president? I don't understand one thing they are trying to pull here other than getting her that the election was. No, no, no. They just hate Trump. They want to take him out. I, he wasn't. I, yeah. I realize that. But boy, oh boy, she thinks that maybe, she, you know, I listened to her on what was it, Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. She's had the election stolen from her. So is she supposed to get the presidency once he's impeached? Mm-hmm. I, it's just it's it's dumbfounding. Yep. I didn't it say they're rational. Dumbfounding. All right, brother. You take care. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mother's Day is coming up. There's absolutely nothing most of us wouldn't do to make sure the special moms in our lives aren't happy. Provide a personal anecdote. Okay, let me do that. My mother-in-law, my wife, my daughter all get Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries has special Mother's Day berries designed just for mom. They're topped with chocolate chips, pink shimmer sugar, and swizzles. You choose your delivery date to ensure mom gets your gift of Sherry's Berries exactly when you want her to. And your satisfaction is always guaranteed. Don't wait until the last minute on this one. Visit Sherry's Berries. Now, this is how you do it. You go to berries.com today to order freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 for the moms in your life. And to make mom really happy, you can double the berries for just $10 more. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th. You know what today is? May 9th. You're running out of time. So immediately, my advice, visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on that microphone at the upper right corner and enter my code LEVIN. That's berries.com. Click the microphone, code LEVIN. Again, click that microphone and please enter code LEVIN. L-E-V-I-N. Don't forget, in about a half hour, really 40 minutes, I will be on Hannity on the Fox News channel. I hope you'll check us out over there. I'm in a rare form. I just am. I can tell. All right, let's see here. The audience, you folks have been great. Let's go to Diane, Sacramento, California, the great KSFO. Now, Diane, don't get mad at me. As much as I like your Warriors, I've been rooting for the Rockets, Houston. Okay. I don't know. So do you hate me now, or you don't care? No, I don't know about that. i got to say this. Yes. you got to think about this. The liberals and the anti-Trumpers in the media are undermining President Trump. And it's like they're teaching how to disrespect and reject President Trump's messages to in confrontations with like Iran and North Korea and China, Russia and all. And if our enemies doubt the president's ability to confront them as the U.S. president, they'll promote and act on the Democrats' criticism of him. They'll be mm-hmm. emboldened by it. You're exactly right. I mean, who do you think's rooting for Nancy Pelosi? The North Koreans, the Iranians, the Red Chinese, Putin. They're all rooting for the Democrats. Think that, oh, he's powerless, he's going to lose power, they, don't, they can just 
flip the bird to, you know, the U the U.S. Plus, I just got to say this. I don't want to pay for Nadler's salary anymore. Me I neither. swear to God, all the years he's been in Congress, the only thing he's done is lose weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're exactly right. All right, my friend. Well said. All right, let's do this a cold call, Mr. Call Screener. Let's go to caller number two. Just bring him up. Caller number two, what is your name? My name's Rich. How you doing, Mark? And where are you from? I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Can you prove it, sir? Pardon me? Go right ahead. Well, uh, I'm wondering if uh, to expose all the the, uh, the left-wing media and all yeah. their everything they're trying to do against Trump and the administration, is there a way that somebody could look at to see if there's some kind of behind-the-scenes co- uh, co- collaboration amongst everybody, and there's somebody leading the pack to make this charge? All right, all right. I, I, I don't know how we would do that. Uh, I don't know of any governmental entity, private entity could figure that out. Um, if there's a the, is Fingali behind the scenes, I don't think they're behind the scenes. I think they're right in front of our faces. To be honest with you, all right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Another cold call. I see the other ones, but let me try. Caller number four, Mister Call Screener. Caller number four, please. Uh, sir, what is your name? My name is Jerry. Jerry, can you lower your radio? I can. Hang all on. All right. The whole country's listening to you now, Jerry. What would you like to tell us? I would like to tell you that our, our young people, now in high school, now in grade school, can you imagine what the Democrats are doing to show them how our government runs? Yes, they're not showing it how, how it's supposed I mean. to run. No, you're right. And, uh, you know, all the founders are racists, and all the Democrats are uh, civil rights heroes. And uh, all the Republicans are regressive uh, throwbacks. Right. Exactly. All right, sir. Your edification is really appreciated. Let's go to Rick. Back to call screener country. Carlton, Georgia. How may I help you, sir? uh, Carlton, Georgia. Exactly. Just just testing you. Uh, Very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Look here. I'm in Carrollton, Georgia, uh, where they have the University of West Georgia, where Newt Gingrich taught history. Oh, how about that? With that said, do they Do they have a plaque to Newt or a little statue, I would think? Uh, I, I would say hell no, but, you know, we're on the radio, but yes, hell no. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a second-generation American, mm-hmm. and that's not the first thing I was going to call about. I just got a couple things I want to say real quick here. Well, you may not have enough time, so go for it. All right, well... well, well you know, I, you know, everybody forgets about what Trump ran on, which was to drain the swamp. And I think Americans are having the wrong conversations. Uh, everybody I talk to, Democrat, left, right, is term limits on these representatives and senators. Sir, so I got to go. I'm with you 100. percent That's why I'm a strong supporter of convention of states. That's one of the uh, what's one of the planks. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all law enforcement, and all of you. I'm blessed by all of you great patriots. Two things. I'm going to be on Hannity in 30 minutes on Fox. Get your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. It's there at Amazon.com, 40% off. See you tomorrow.